many of you have ever experienced an earthquake? Ooh, a lot of you. Excellent. Earthquakes are dramatic. To have the earth literally move under your feet is scary and strange, and it takes a little bit for it to commute, right? compute, right? You're like, something's happening. Everything's moving. What's going on? And then once you realize, all you can do is get into a door frame and hold on. Growing up in the Pacific Northwest, where there are fault lines everywhere, I spent my entire childhood with the potential and reality of earthquakes and volcanic eruptions. In 1981, when I was just four years old, Mount St. Helens erupted. Earthquake drills were a part of my elementary school experience. I can remember at least half a dozen as I was growing up in childhood, and then when I spent a summer in Santiago, Chile, another half a dozen. Here in South Texas, we don't have the potential of earthquakes or volcanoes. Texas is plenty dramatic in other ways. But in our Easter text this morning, we see an earthquake accompanying the realization of the resurrection for the women at the empty tomb. The earthquake signifies to those first witnesses and to us that this changes everything. The earth shifted and changed under their feet. It was an apocalyptic event, which does not mean that the world is totally ended, per se. It just means that it's ended as we know it, that everything is about to change. An apocalypse is an uncovering and revealing of what is more deeply true, a seismic shift. You have all had apocalyptic events happen in your lives. Events that change everything, haven't you? And sometimes we encounter these things as the women in the tomb did, at the tomb did that day, in fear and in great joy. Because the best kind of joy is mixed with fear. Think about it. All the really big things that are worth doing are at least a little bit scary. All the truly important things that I have done in my life were both joyful and terrifying. Moving across the country to attend Divinity School and follow my call to ministry. Marrying my beloved. Saying yes to all the calls of the churches that I've had. Becoming a mother. And then becoming a mother a second time. Risking friendship. Dealing with my own brokenness. And so much more. I know the saying is true for each of you. The things that really matter require risk. They require trust. They require the certainty of getting hurt. Right alongside the grace and growth and goodness. The women at the empty tomb had put their trust in Jesus. And when they were going that morning, they walked with heavy hearts. They were full of grief. Remember, after the events of Friday, Jesus being murdered, and these women staying with him for every single moment, watching him bleed out in front of their eyes, they thought that the dream was over. They knew that Jesus was dead. That their time together, what he had taught them, and what they had shared, was now nothing more than a memory. They believed that their participation in this incredible experiment had been a failure. But what they learned at the empty tomb that morning changed their grief into hope. 
With fear and great joy, they realized that everything that Jesus had done and said was not just an inspiring memory, but also true. That there was a different and powerful way to live and be and encounter themselves in the world. That you did not have to be confined to human hierarchies, power, or control. That there was a way of mutuality that makes everyone free. Free to serve, free to love, free to bring peace with every step. That first Easter morning, the women were the first to see the joyful and terrifying apocalypse. The seismic shift under the feet of all that was. They experienced this good news with fear and joy. They took action. Easter is the day when joy and fear hold hands and run. I think all too often, when we think of what Jesus did and taught, we think of it as a nice story, but not really applicable. We come to remember it and maybe use it as an ideal, but continue to treat it as if it were not really possible in our time and in our place, and certainly not for us. We treat it like a nice, nostalgic memory. We say the liturgies by rote. We space out. We know the Bible, but it doesn't do much for us. We chew the wafer. We drink the cup. And we keep our hearts from the exhilaration of what it means to wake up and open our eyes to God all around us. That's what Easter is for an earthquake for our faith. After walking through Lent and our penitence and our grief, to be reminded once again of the incredible resurrection power of Jesus. Because the last time I checked, the tomb was still empty. The miraculous life and truth that the women encountered at the tomb that first ground-shaking Easter morning is still beckoning us to be filled with joy and fear. I'm wondering, as we've kind of talked to the kids this morning about what it looks like to, to tell the story and how that creates a ripple effect, what would it look like for all of us to be filled with that terrifying joy of the apocalypse, the good news that changes everything in proclaiming? Could it look like not trying to control your life so much? Could it look like trusting God to take a new step that you know God has been calling you into? Could it look like asking for forgiveness? Could it look like risking radical love when you're tempted to stand in judgment? Could it look like taking a stand against evil, even if your heart pounds and your voice shakes? Could it look like choosing to believe what God says about you? That you're beloved? That you're an incredible reflection of the divine? Could it mean looking at your resources with the eyes of generosity and service, which is so countercultural? Your time, your gifts. Maybe it needs to be even more practical than that. Maybe it's just bringing cookies to your neighbors who've had a death in the family. 
or slicing onions at the Corazon kitchen, or talking to a shy newcomer at your yoga class, or looking up and noticing a butterfly or bird and knowing that that beauty that surrounds us is all grace, and then telling something about it. The possibilities are endless, y'all. The tomb is empty. That is pure joy. That is good news. And it is the best kind of news because it is also a little scary. It's not good news without teeth. It's good news with a healthy shot of adrenaline, like anything worth doing. So, beloved, let fear and joy join hands in your heart. Run, do not walk, to participate in the apocalyptic goodness. Happy Easter. Amen. Let's stand and sing together. We